to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. This is Elisa Connor, and I am your host, and I'm so grateful you're here. Thanks so much for tuning in, whether this is your first episode or your 67th, because we are on the 67th episode. That is so exciting for me. When I dreamt of starting this podcast, I never knew... um, you know, if it would take off, if people would listen. And I have to tell you, um, it warms my heart to see the impact that I'm able to make, especially in um, global areas that I had no idea that I would ever reach. So if you're listening from across the world, um, I really, really appreciate you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm so grateful that the things that I'm sharing with you are impacting your life. If you're local, same goes for you. I'm glad that you take what I'm um, sharing with you and implement it into your year. As we are wrapping up the year, um, I thought it would be really pertinent to get you ready for 2020. I, you're, you're probably thinking, oh, I'm thinking about Christmas, I'm thinking about the holidays, I'm thinking about New Year's Eve and all these things, but I'm going to implore you to take some time and start to think about your 2020. Does it all have to be perfected before December 31st? Absolutely not. But I'm going to give you a really simple system to get you started and um, get you headed in the right direction. And you know me, I talk a lot about intention. And when you create that intention around what you want to create next year, you've already started the ball rolling. So um, I'm going to actually talk about intention in the next episode specifically. So stay tuned for that if you're not familiar with... um, setting intention and following those breadcrumbs of your intuition and all those things, that's the next episode. But today we are talking about planning our 2020. And I don't know about you guys, but 2020 is kind of like, oh, 2020, that's like 100 years away. I just remember being a little kid and um, thinking that 2020 was going to be so far into the future. And by we would definitely have flying cars by then. And um, like the Jetsons, we'd have our own Rosie who did everything for us maids. And guess what? We don't have those things. So um, it just seems very unbelievable that we're actually going into the year 2020. But whenever you have double numbers like that, I'm always very curious about um, numerology and, you know, the meaning behind those numbers. So I thought I would look up just, um, I use a, um, a site called Sacred Scribe Angel Numbers. And I sometimes I just, when I have numbers up here, I want to just understand what, you know, what the meaning is behind that. So I thought I'd look up 2020 just to see um, what those two numbers in unison, because usually when you have numbers repeat like that, it's very powerful. Um, and so... Um, I'm going to share with you what that what that says in a minute. But before I do that, I want to preface you with um, some of the projections for um, what's moving into this end of the century and into the next century is lots and lots of change. Like things are just um, on speed dial when it comes to change in everybody's life. And so people that have had jobs, I've had this happen even in my life, people that have had jobs for 25 years, all of a sudden they're being downsized. And so there's a lot of change coming And sometimes that can scare people. And I just want to encourage you to understand that change is not bad. Change is just um, your 
inner guidance leading you to the next step of your purpose. And we all come here with a purpose. We all come here with something that we are supposed to um, help people with and um, somehow impact the world by what we do. And so when we can focus on um, change as a positive versus change as something scary, we have a very different experience. And so as I read the definition of 2020, um, it's so pertinent to what's going on in our world. We have a lot of discourse. We have a lot of, um, I, I almost want to say lack of passion, compassion for others. We, um, we have a lot going on in our world as far as my way or the highway. And I, I've been through an experience that I'll, I'll share with you in just a minute that that really helped me believe and understand and reiterate in my own mind, we are not that far apart. And so I want to encourage you if you have a different belief system or you have a different um, set of, you know, religious values or personal values that could be different or political values that are very different from other people that either are in your life or that come into your life, try to find the common ground. Um, And so when I was reading the definition of what 2020 stands for is very interesting to me because we have a lot of animosity and um, just anger and frustration and um, all these things showing up in our world, whether you're um, tuned into that completely or not. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news and you see people like butting heads all the time. And um, we, I, I personally believe we have more in common than we have indifferences. It just takes the ability to focus on the commonality of what we want to strive for. And I'll share a story with you in just a minute about what I mean. Um, So, but first the angel number 2020, um, what this uh, definition said to me was that it encourages to, it encourages you to display compassion, diplomacy, consideration, and adaptability as you passionately serve others in your day-to-day life. Take a balanced, harmonious, and peaceful stance in all areas of your life, yet stand strong in your personal convictions and act accordingly. You have a great deal to achieve in this lifetime. With devotion and inner wisdom, you will be able to successfully manifest your desired results on all levels. And since it's a double-double, you have um, the number two twice, and then you have zero appearing twice. So I wanted to let you know, and then when you add those together, you actually get the number four. So there's several numbers here that um, are impacting things. So when we look at 2020, you have the ability to take that thing you've been dreaming of, your most ambitious dream. So if your dream in your business is to make a million dollars, maybe that's where you want to get to. There is the energy and the support from God, the universe, the divine, however you want to um, define that in your world behind you especially right now because of the way um, things are aligned and um, where we are in our period of the timetable, the universe is supporting us to have wonderful things happen and that things we may not be expecting because they're happening behind the scenes for our best good are going to show up very quickly in the, in the near future. And you're going to be able to experience opportunities that you just thought were way out there and that were untouchable, they're gonna just appear in your life. And so um, when I read this, it tells me we need to look at the big picture and just take um, little steps to get 
that picture to come into focus. And so it's very interesting that I'm reading this because that's what I'm talking about today is how we um, can can look at that. Actually, I take that back. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about, well, part of it's today, but I also have another episode coming up about setting, not just setting your goals, but how to actually get to your goals. And so that aligns very much with this definition. So let me tell you a little bit. Um, I'm just going to share a quick story with you. So I um, am part, I contract with another group and am able to work with entrepreneurs on a one-on-one level for a couple of days. And I had the pleasure of meeting um, a couple from uh, out of state who have very um, different religious views than I do. Um, they're very conservative. They're very, um, very much based in Christianity, Christianity, not that I am not, um, but very, very conservative, um, s- stringent rules about how their belief system works. And we were in a conversation um, just last night, actually, and this came up and you know me, I am very much tuned into energy and thought processing and all that sort of stuff. And if that resonates with you, you're probably still listening to the podcast. So um, being in a conversation with them, it started to get a little bit heated because they wanted me to believe what they believe. Well, the reality is, is that they weren't going to change my beliefs and us arguing about it was only bringing up negative energy. And so um, I was, I stood firm in my belief and I said, I'm not asking you to believe what I believe. I'm asking you to hear that my belief is different than yours, just as I'm hearing that your belief is different than mine. That doesn't mean we don't have commonality. So the conversation then turned to um, something I shared with them about, which was a complete turn in the conversation about One of the big goals I have for myself um, for the next 10 years is to create a resource center for homeless, the homeless community in Denver, um, specifically because I'm in Colorado. Um, And by what I mean by a resource center is it is not a shelter. It is a center um, in in my mind, and that's where it is right now. It's fully based in my mind, like um, I'm putting the intention out there, but it it has not started to come to fruition yet. But a resource center where people that are homeless have the ability to go in and prepare to search for a job, look for a job, get ready for an interview, um, make phone calls, get connected to um, companies in the community that are hiring people that are homeless and give them the resources to get back on their feet. Um, And so I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. I just know what I want it to become so that we can um, help others get back on their feet and be a one, be proud of themselves for contributing to society in a positive way, but also to just give them a chance. Um, when I, when I did a mission trip a couple of years ago in San Francisco, I re um, I was made aware cause I did not know that a good majority of the people that are on the streets that are homeless in San Francisco actually have masters bachelor's degrees. And the reason that they're on the on the streets is because the cost of living in San Francisco, which now Denver's cost of living is equal to that, um, had one thing or another happen. So maybe they had an illness or they um, got fired from their job and couldn't get another one quick enough, um, but they lost everything. And so it just it was just that quick. They are educated. They are smart. They have workability. Um, but one 
thing or another led them to losing everything. And I that just really didn't sit well with me because I'm like, these people did everything right. And yet they're homeless. And so um, long story short is that I shared this vision with these people. And at the end of the conversation, even though we had differing opinions about what we believe, their response to that story was, let us know when you get it started, because we want to be one of your um, founding donation or donators. And I thought this is a perfect example of getting on the same page with people um, of different belief systems and that we really aren't that far apart in who we are as human beings. And it's okay if we have different belief systems. It's okay if we think different things, um, as long as we can look at each other as human beings and realize we're not that different. And I think that's what's really gonna heal this country. Um, and I really didn't tend, intend to go on that um, on with that story, but I really thought it was important to, to share all of that with you because as you set your goals for 2020, I want you to think about the bigger picture. And this is sometimes as entrepreneurs, we we get stuck in the, the minutiae. We don't think about the bigger picture. Like I hear people say, oh, I want to make six figures or I want to make seven figures. And then they don't really have a reason why. And so as we walk through this process of, of setting your goals for um, the upcoming year, I want to give you uh, definitely, definitely I'm going to give you a process to do that. But I also want you to, to really think about the why behind the goals you're creating. Like, why are you creating those goals? Why is it important for you to reach those? Because if you don't have that why um, solidified in your mind, it actually is going to prevent you from reaching your goals. And that's the last thing I want. So before I jump into that process, let's take a minute and listen to our sponsor. Hey there, Elisa here. I wanted to thank you for a minute for tuning in every week. And I'm hoping that you're listening and learning and getting everything you can out of this podcast. But I'm wondering, do you listen every week and you learn something new and then you just go on about your day and never implement or execute? If you do, if that's you, you're not alone. You're like most typical business owners. You don't have time to figure out this marketing stuff on your own, which is why I'm creating the Simple Marketing System Program to walk you through everything we talk about in this podcast and hold your hand as you go along. People pay thousands of dollars to work with me on a one-on-one basis, but I wanted to be able to offer this to everyone at a price that is amenable to everyone's budget. Since you're a podcast listener, you're getting to hear about this program first. I'm launching it in January, and I'm going to teach you all the things that we learned in this podcast, including how to attract the people you want to work with, not just everyone, how to create your first free download with messaging that converts people into your email list and then into customers. We're going to create, we're going to learn how to write headlines that incite people to create, to take action and move those people along your sales funnel so that they start working with you and paying you for what you do. We're going to create a system to track what's working and what's not so you can fix what's not working. We're going to automate your marketing process and your customer attraction process so that you can save time, money, and most of all frustration. We're also going to understand the power of and the ROI of email marketing. And we're going to begin growing your email list because it is the best way to grow your business. And last but not least, we're going to show, I'm going to show you how to get more customers for your marketing dollars and save you time, money, and get you more leads and more sales. If this sounds interesting to you, I'd love to have you join my waitlist. You can do that over at alisaconnor.com 
forward slash SMS waitlist. SMS stands for Simple Marketing System. And I'll put the link in the show notes. I hope to see you inside. All right, so let's jump into that process. So it may seem a little counterintuitive, but I actually want you to, for step one, sit down and look at 2019. I want you to review your year. I want to look, if you wrote down your goals for this year, I want you to pull those out. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little distracted with what I'm doing. Um, And as an entrepreneur, I think that comes with the job description. We have a lot of ADD. And so the things that we intend on um, completing in a year are really not what takes us the the furthest on our journey. Um, But I do want you to take a look at, you know, 2019, and we're going to do a little bit of a review. And there's some specific things that I want you to um, look at. And if you haven't written down your goals, because sometimes we don't write down our goals um, for a year, because it can seem a little bit overwhelming, but we do look at, we do write down our goals every day. So if you're like me and you have a planner of some sort, I actually have a hard um, copy planner that I adore and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but I use Danelle Laporte's planner. And then I also have a 90 day goal planner because, you know, a girl can't have enough planners and it was pink, so gotta get it. But the 90 day goal planner is actually a little bit different than your overall day planner. So um, there's a reason I use both of those. I'm gonna go into that more in the goal planning episode, which is in two episodes. So episode 69 coming up. So not gonna spend a lot of time there on that, but did want you to think about, you know, how you're documenting your goals, either daily, yearly, quarterly, monthly, however you want to do that, because it's going to enable you to go back and do this review process. So if you haven't, don't get stuck here. It's, you know, it's okay. Just keep it in mind for the upcoming year. Um, the really great thing about documenting your goals and documenting, um, you know, where you've been and where you're going is you, you have a way to track and it, sometimes meeting the goal is like what keeps us from documenting where we're going. And I want to introduce the idea to you that sometimes a goal, the point of the goal isn't for you to meet it. It's for you to become somebody along the way. And so we beat ourselves up if we don't meet those goals. And we set a time frame of you know, it has to be done by the end of this year. Well, let me challenge you with that thought a little bit and and say, okay, so if your goal is a million dollars, and maybe you only made 500,000, are you still going to be like upset that you didn't make that million dollar goal? Of course not. You're going to be overjoyed. You just made half a million dollars. Um, so there's, you know, we may have a time frame in our heads, but the reality is, is there is no time frame for accomplishing those goals. It just may take different steps to get there. And so when you're looking at um, the review for this year, I actually want you to take out a piece of paper because this is really powerful to do this um, with a pen and paper. And so if you would take out a piece of paper and you would document the things that were highlights that you would consider like the best things that happened all year, some of those might be goals, some of those just might be occurrences. Like for me this year, one of my biggest highlights was going to um, my mastermind with my mentor. And I did an episode on that. Um, I can't remember exactly what, which one, but I can link to it in the show notes. And um, not just because I got to meet him and I got to listen to him live and I got to learn from him, but um, the people that I met at that event I have been so impactful and I'm just, I'm so grateful. And so look at those highlights for your life um, just over the last year 
and see see what they are and they're going to vary and i'm still not um, completely done with my list um, because I want to give it the time and attention that it needs. So my intention is to finish that by Sunday night. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday. So I will report back. Um, but you can also, uh, or I also want you to document, you know, what goal, what goals did you set for yourself? And I went back and looked at my goals and I haven't, I looked at them and I'm all, I didn't do any of these. So just so you know, my goals for 2019, I didn't do a single one, but I still feel really great about what I did accomplish and the work that I'm doing and, um, the people that I am lucky enough to impact on a regular basis. So it's okay if you didn't make your goals. You can still do it is is the point. And um, when you're writing down those goals, you know, I want you to get, have the get real talk. Did you make the goals? And if you didn't, then ask yourself some questions like, what did you learn along the way? Was what you learned more important than reaching the goal? Uh, were there detours that came up? Like there's things in life that you just don't plan on. Like things happen and you have to give yourself grace to handle those detours because they're for your higher good, whether we see it or not. And um, sometimes that is a lesson that we need to learn before we can reach our goal. And another thing that kind of detours us or, um, yeah, I think that's the right word, deters us from meeting our, our goals is that we are afraid of failure. And I want to challenge that thought as well, because I don't really, you know, failure used to be like a big thing growing up. Like you, if you either fail or you succeed. And I have changed my mental thought process around that, especially over the last few years. In that um, every time that I think I haven't had success, that failure is not a failure. It is a lesson that I have learned and the lesson is invaluable for me moving forward. And so every time, you know, you change, a, I have changed the scope of my business so many times, but it's okay because as I look back on it, the reason I had to have that, you know, that first starting point of social media was so that I could learn, you know, you have to have a foundation so that I could learn that you need to have a sales funnel. And so we beat ourselves up, I think sometimes, at least I know I do, I'm, I'm assuming that other entrepreneurs do this as well, but we should have it down, we should have it figured out. But how can you have it figured out when you're creating something that's never existed before? You're creating something brand new, you have to fail because there's no other way for you to learn what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. And so if I could give you one gift for 2020, it would be for you to eliminate the thought process around failure as being bad. Failure is something I would love for you to embrace. Um, it's not always easy. I'm not saying it's an easy pill to swallow, but I am saying that if you can embrace it, if you can learn from it, it's gonna propel you down your uh, successful journey or your journey to success even faster. It's going to be like stepping on the gas pedal and having like a turbo boost. So um, look at your goals and think about, you know, what did come to fruition and what didn't. And then write down, you know, your thoughts about that. And don't judge the thoughts, just let them come. So one thing I did do this year, I, I read a lot of books, but one of the books that I read was... Um, uh, it's Rachel Hollis and it's not Girl, Wash Your Face. It was the next one and I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but it was a great book and it had a great impact. And so one of the things she has you do in that book 
is to start writing, you write down 10 goals that you want to reach in 10 years. And I started doing this and you write them down every day. Uh, I think I started doing this about seven or eight months ago. And it takes up a journal, like I've already filled up one journal with my goals. So um, it's been at least, it's been at least seven months, if not eight months ago. And repeating those and then focusing on that one that you want to attain first makes it, um, makes that goal clear in your mind. So you're, what obviously the benefit of repeating it is that you see it every single day and you remember, oh yeah, this is what I'm striving for. Oh yeah, this is the difference I want to make. Um, which is where that goal came from that I alluded to earlier in the episode about creating the center that I want to create, um, to alleviate homelessness. Um, so I see that goal every night before I go to bed and it lets my subconscious work on that so that I can create the life that enables me to reach that goal. And I encourage you, if you haven't read the book, I will link to it in the show notes. I just don't have the title in front of me, but it's Rachel Hollis. And one of the other, um, key pieces to that is, you know, as you're writing out those goals and you have your 10 goals really to figure out, okay, which one can you reach first? Which one is, um, the one that's going to make the biggest difference in where you are in your life now and how are you going to get there? And because 10 years, you have 10 years to do these 10 goals. So don't freak out. I mean, make them big. And, um, when I did that, I, um, that shifted everything for me and the way that I look at my business and the way that I help people and the way that um, I'm growing my business. And so I encourage you to kind of look that even if you don't use her system, but you know, write down those 10 year goals and make them things that you really want to achieve that um, make your heart happy. They don't have to just be like, Oh, I want to make $5 million because everyone tells me I should make $5 million. Like if you want to do that, great. But if you're just doing it because someone else thought it was a good idea for you, I want you to reevaluate that. I want you to think about, you know, is that truly going to make you happy? And I'm going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes. But, um, and then the other key tool that um, I've started to implement into my business is the 90 day planner from, and I alluded to it in um, the episode that I did about my mentor and his event, but I am actually going to talk about that in two episodes because I don't want to spend too much time here um, going off on tangents, but planning out your goals every quarter versus trying to reach for a big goal over a year will help you get to it quicker um, because you are focused, you have specific action te- um, actions that you're taking on a regular basis and you are keeping yourself accountable. So look for that in the next episode, but those are some of the tools that help me get to some of my goals, even though they weren't the ones that I originally intended for the beginning of the year, I kind of shifted them um, as the year went on. So the year in review, um, the last couple of components that I want you to think about here are to make a list of all of the places that you air quote failed this year. Um, And I'd love for that to be like between 25 and 50 because the bigger the list, the more you learned, Um, but do what you can. So just write out when you're, you know, you're journaling all this stuff, write out your failures and, and be okay with them. Like sit with them and say, you know what? It wasn't really a failure Um, because that is some good inner work to work on. And then um, the next step of that is write out your wins. Like what did you accomplish? Um, For me, like when I was writing out my wins, they're, they're going to seem 
less tangible, but they have been critical in growing my business. Um, and so some of the things that I, that I achieved this year were much more clarity about what direction I'm going and who I'm helping. Um, I just relaxed about my business. Like I feel like I've just been uptight about my business for 10 years, just freaking out about it. Um, it's gotta do this, it's gotta build that, blah, blah, blah. And I just came to the realization this year and I don't know if maybe it's because I'm tired, but I don't think so. <laughs> but um, that it's, you know, you can just relax. Like if you just relax and go after the things that make you happy, the success is found with the happiness. And so finding that ability to relax in my business and not having to do everything and finding ways to get support um, from people and team members that are being hired and um, other people that are in my industry that have similar positions, just finding that support network and just relaxing and knowing that everything is working out for my success. And so that was a big gift and a big win for me. Um, Feeling more connected to not only my audience, but my clients was a big win for me. And then the big one, this is probably the biggest one, and this is going to come up in next week's episode, but just I really tuned into what my gut and my intuition were telling me. And every time I follow them, um, it leads me to where I want to be, even if I don't know that's where I want to be. And so some of the the wins that you may have may not be tangible. That's why I'm sharing these specific wins with you. Um, Because I had other wins too. I had financial wins and I had all all kinds of other things that I could talk about. But the big ones that are intangible are sometimes the ones that make the biggest difference. So I implore you to look at not only the things that you air quote failure, uh, label as failures, but also that you label as wins because they may not all be tangible. Um, But make a list of those. And then I want you to think about, um, you can do this in any, any manner you want, but in some way I want you to, after you create that list, you could take a picture of it so you have it, but I want you in some way to destroy it. Whether you take it out to your barbecue and you burn it, or you rip it up into little tiny people, pieces of, paper or you shred it or whatever you want to do. But um, it is symbolic of leaving that year and all of the things that it brought to you in the past, because it is in the past. And when you hold on to those things going into the future, um, your hands are full and you can't accept the gifts that are coming to you. And so um, we want to free up our hands because we're ready for a new year. We're ready for a new adventure. We're ready for our dreams to come to fruition. And so it's important to revisit these things and see what we've learned and what we've taken away and things that we um, may have thought we wanted, but really didn't want or really didn't work in our best interest um, and become aware of them, but then let them go. And so I'm going to leave that um that part of it up to you, that part, that symbolic um, letting go ritual, whatever that looks like for you. Um, There's great power in doing it if a moon is full as well. So a lot of times um, if I'm gonna do a burning, I will actually do it when the moon is full and then uh, do it in the barbecue because it's safe. So, and it kind of smells if you burn paper. I don't know if you if you guys realize that, but sometimes when you're burning paper, it like has a lot of chemicals in it. So don't don't be in a closed environment. Like if you're going to burn it, do it outside because it's stinky. Um, and then the the fourth piece of this process is to really look at like what's next. 
you you have not only a new year ahead of you, but every single day you're given the gift of a new day. And that gift isn't given to everybody. Um, the gift, you know, if you look back over, we just had a, um, a very big tragedy in our school community. We've actually had two in the last couple of months. And um, you just don't know when that gift isn't going to be available anymore. Um, we had a senior. So my son is a senior. One of my oldest son is a senior. And um, over the weekend, one of his classmates who was a great kid, he's a football player, um, had everything going for him, had, you know, scholarships coming. He was in a fatal car accident um, and he died. And I just, it's, it still shakes. It's, it's still shaking me to the core because it's just heartbreaking for his parents. But it is a reminder that being here today is a gift and we are here for, we have a purpose and people are waiting for us to fulfill that purpose. Um, so if you're ever in doubt and you ever are weary of like, you know, why am I doing all these things? There is a reason. There is a reason and people are waiting for you to step into that. So as you set these new goals, keep in mind that it is a gift to have this, this new day and this new year. And when you're setting those goals, go for the biggest impact. Go for the biggest impact you can make. Like I always, I tell my friends a lot, um, I want to leave a dent on this planet before I leave. And I want that dent to be positive. And I want, um, that's, that's a really big thing to me in my business. And so when I'm setting my goals, I'm like, okay, how is this going to help me make the dent? And um, so I want you to, to take that challenge. I want you to think about what that means for you. What does it look like for you to leave a dent on the planet and make positive impact and ha- and be remembered for what you've done? Even if it's, you know, not at a celebrity level, the people that I impact, sometimes I don't even realize the people I impact until they reach out to me and go, oh my gosh, yes, without you, this, this, and this wouldn't have happened. And um, that that smaller impact is almost more uh, important because you are impacting people every single day, whether you intend to or not. So be aware of, um, you know, that impact. And then I want you to write out your goals. And I really want you to choose three goals um, and no more, three or four goals, that's it. Because when you have a whole list of goals that you wanna accomplish, it right then and there, it's like overwhelming. And in an ideal world, I want you to choose the one that you wanna make happen first and break it down into 90 days. Um, And you're probably thinking like, why? Why do I wanna break it down into 90 days? Well, we're gonna talk about that in a couple episodes, but. the reality is this, is if you have 90 days to complete it, it will take 90 days to complete it. And so if you give yourself a year or three years or five years, it will take a year or three years or five years to complete it. Um, And goals are met by taking little steps every single day toward where we want to go. And when you have big lofty goals, like creating that, um, that million dollar business, if you're only making $2,000 a year, there's a gap there. So we got to fill in that gap by taking action and getting to that goal um, over time. It's not going to happen. You're not going to wake up one day and make a million dollars. That just doesn't, it's not realistic. You have to set the goal. You have to start taking steps to make it happen and you have to start taking action. Um, So I would recommend three to four goals because you can break them up by quarter and then, um, you can create daily actions around that. So 
Um, the other piece of this that I alluded to is that sometimes we set goals because we think it's what we want, but it's really the influence of what we think other people want. I don't know if that makes sense. So um, it goes back to when I when I referred to, you know, I have I have a goal to make a million dollars. Well, why? Why do you have a goal to make a million dollars? So I have a goal to make probably five to $10 million in the next 10 years. But my goal behind that isn't because I want a bigger house and um, I want to drive the fanciest car. And it's because I want to build that um, resource center for the homeless. So that's my bigger goal. It's like the more money I can make, the more people I can help. And the more people I help, the more money I can make. And I've said that before. And so Think about the the bigger impact of your goals and why you want to reach those goals. And is it something that's in alignment with who you are and who you're becoming? Um, I hope that makes sense. So that is uh, setting the goals was kind of a longer section there, but you want to set your goals. And um, something that I did not mention that should probably happen prior to this, prior to setting your goals is if you can do your planning away from your typical office environment, um, so for the last couple of years, what I've done is rented a hotel room just overnight, just me. Sometimes I go with a friend. Sometimes um, this year I'm going to go with a colleague that has a very similar business to mine. And we are running an Airbnb for two nights. And what that does is it takes you out of your work environment and gives you the ability to focus 100% on this process. And when you can focus, you get really clear really quickly about not only where you want to go, what you want to do, but the steps to get there. And so I'm going to recommend that you, if you in some way can leave your normal office environment, and if you don't have the budget to go to a hotel room, it's okay. The local library has um, free study rooms, at least ours has free study rooms. And most libraries have an area where you can go and work for free. Um, there are different coffee shops, there are, um, there's, there's always a place, you know, e- even if you don't check into a hotel, like that, um, most unknown secret, or maybe people know this, but you can actually go to a lobby of a big hotel and just have lunch or whatever and hang out there for a good chunk of the day and you, and just power this stuff out but it gets you out of your status quo. It gets you out of where you normally are working and the distractions of what um, take your attention and gets you in the flow of actually getting ready to go into the new year and a plan to get you there. Cause I'm a big proponent of creating a plan in case you guys um, miss that in any of these episodes, make a plan. Um, so give yourself the, gift of getting away from your typical office environment, however that looks. And um, even if it's just for a couple hours here and there, you can do that too if you can't give up an entire day. Um, We happen to be doing this right after New Year's, so our children are still on break and um, we're just gonna, we're gonna take, we're intentionally taking the time to plan. And when I didn't do this, when I didn't take that time to plan, um, my year was just, it was just a hot mess that I'm just going to say it was a hot mess. Like it took me longer to get going. It took me longer to figure out what I wanted to do um, versus the years that I actually took the time off away from my business. And sometimes we get freaked out. We're like, no, I can't take off time. I have people to serve. I, at what point, I mean, I'm going to ask you at what point are you going to take back control of your business and stop being a people pleaser? Because if you're constantly 
saying, I have client work, I have this, I have that. You, you own your business. You are giving control and ownership of your business to other people when you can't make time for yourself to work on your business. So um, I'm getting off my soapbox now. That was very soapboxy. But it's true. If you don't take the time to work on your business, it's never going to change. And then you might as well just call it a job because now you just have 500 new bosses that are all your clients instead of one. And you are the CEO of your company, you. And so that means you have to have the vision, you have to set the expectations and you have to intentionally create goals that you can go after. Um, And if you don't give yourself the time and the necessary um, commitment to make that happen, it's never gonna happen. So, okay, off the soapbox, off the soapbox. Um, And so I talked a little bit about why you wanna reach your goals and if you aren't connected to that, um, like if you just set goals and you don't really have a why behind them, I I highly recommend, in fact, I just, I don't wanna say I require it because that's not the right word, but, I want you to stop and think about that. Like you have all these big goals, like why are you reaching for them? Because when you don't sit down and figure out, you know, the why behind what you're doing, it is a one-way ticket to burnout, frustration, overwhelm, um, spinning your wheels, and there's no way to fix it. There's no way to make it better if you don't have a bigger why than I just want all the money. Um, it just, it, it, the money isn't going to make you happy. Like you have to figure out what makes you happy now. And the money is great to help, you know, you do some of the things that create um, joyful experiences, but it's not, none of that, none, the money isn't going to make you happy. And so I'm, I'm imploring you to look at your goals. And if you do have money goals and you have different things you want to get, like if you want, if one of your goals is you want, uh, 10,000 new Instagram followers. Why? Because I know people that have 10,000 Instagram followers who have not one dime in their bank account. And so if it's just because you want to be one of those, you know, up and coming popular people with 10,000, you know, people that follow you, but they're not buying a thing from you. What's the point? Like, and they're not, you're just now a number in their list. So, I just want you to think about whatever those goals are. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I want you to think about your why in in why you want to create that. Um, And then I want you to identify um, the other the other piece of this is I want you to identify like distractions, like what what got in your way or what gets in your way on a regular basis from you focusing on those goals. And one of the things I just mentioned was client work. And of course, client work is necessary when you're working with customers and clients, that's very important. You you need people to buy your products and services. But if it's getting in the way of you reaching for bigger goals, you have to kind of look at that and go, okay, how do I fix this? Like, how do I get rid of the distraction of constantly having to be working with a client or constantly at their beck and call? And instead, do I need to hire somebody to help me? Do I need to create a better process? Do I need to set um, better boundaries? Do one of one of the things that I had to finally do in my business, and this is 100% on me, was I had to create very clear deliverables for people when we were signing contracts. 
because I am a recovering people pleaser. I want people to be happy. I want them to be successful. I am very invested in their results. And the reality is, is those are out of my control. And so by setting those really clear deliverables, it freed up my time because I knew exactly what the expectations were. They knew what the expectations were and there was no overlap. So it helped me um, maintain boundaries easier. And there was a lot less time and energy wasted on things that um, were un spoken expectations, mostly on my, my side. Like I always thought I needed to over deliver and I still, um, give extra cause that's just me, but, um, I've gotten a lot better at, instead of like, here's the, the whole moon. I'm like, okay, no, this is what I actually need to deliver for this client. So what are those things that are distracting you and taking you away from meeting your goals? I just want you to be aware of those. And if you, um, Maybe you don't know yet. And so that'll be an exercise for you in the next month or so to just kind of document, oh, this is what's taking my time. This is what um, is, you know, instead of doing this, I did this. And so um, just be aware of uh, what those distractions are so that you can begin to eliminate them. And then um, the next piece of this process is choosing one goal and, Uh, and going into 2020, like choose that big goal that you want to go after next. And then either how do you break it into smaller goals? Or, um, you know, why are you choosing that one? And how are you going to dedicate time so that you can focus on me and on reaching that? So your brain can really only focus on one thing at a time. And the example I want to give you is when I was so this is almost was about eight years ago. Um, I decided I wanted to do a triathlon and growing up, like I was never super athletic. Like I was very gangly. I'm super tall. So I'm almost six feet tall. And so growing up, like I was all arms and legs and like nothing else (laughs) skinny and all arms and legs. And like, I don't know if you're tall, but like sometimes you can't control your arms and legs when you're growing. They're just like gangly and weird. And, um, so I was never super athletic, like, and I still am not a very good runner. It's just one of those things that I can run, but I don't enjoy it. Um, but I decided I had some friends that, uh, we, we had decided together that we were going to do a triathlon. And so we trained and it was, oh, a good three to five hours a day in the gym. Um, we, in a triathlon, for those of you that don't know, it's, um, it's a bike ride. Well, you do your swim, it's an open water swim, and then a bike ride and then um, a run. And I think the swim is one mile, it might be two, it was between one and two miles. It's been a little while since I've done it. The bike ride was like 23 and a half miles. And then the run was um, a 5k. So just over three miles. And so um, a lot of preparation, like we started training for this about nine months before the triathlon, nine to 12 months. Um, And I had a partner in crime that would go with me in the morning, we would start swimming, we would be at the pool and in the pool by 5am. We would swim for an hour. And then we would go to a spin class. And then we'd go home and our kids would be up. And 
we would get them breakfast and start our day. And then later that day, we would meet to either run or, you know, because you had to do all these things every day. And so the point of the story is, is that I went from this very not athletic, not in shape person um, to the best shape of my life. And it's because I put my time, attention and focus on completing that triathlon. And the same goes for your business. So where you put your attention is where your focus will go and where your business will go. And so if you are constantly running a fire drill for all your clients and you're not giving yourself the focused attention to get to your next goal, you're never going to get there. And so um, cluing into your brain and controlling not only your time, but where your thoughts, where you spend your energy and your thoughts will also make a big difference in growing your business. So if you haven't already tuned into kind of shifting um, your thought systems and your processes about, um, I think a lot of time as entrepreneurs, we we spend a lot of time beating ourselves up. And so, um, and that just takes us down the rabbit hole. Like, I don't know about you guys, but Oh, you go down the rabbit hole and you're just like, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it's like, instead of that, I would, I want you to get in the habit of giving yourself grace and instead focus on where you're going. Um, focus on what you want, what little thing you can do to get there next. Um, and then put your energy there because when you put your energy there, you're going to get there. Because when I started that triathlon, I'm like, I don't even know if I can do this, but I'll just try it. I'll just keep swimming. I'll just keep biking. I'll just keep doing all these different things. And, um, sure enough, I got there. So, um, the last couple things that I want to leave you with are as you are setting your habits to reach success, Um, there's two really important things to do when you're creating these goals and you're um, setting them for into next, into next year. um, Other, you know, besides figuring out like why you want to, why you want your big why around those goals um, in some way you need to hold yourself accountable to reviewing where you're at, what you got done and where you're going. And when I say review that, I, I almost think you need to do that daily. Um, you don't have to review your big overall goal every day, but you know, at least review, okay, here's my three steps that I'm going to take this week. And then by Wednesday, did you get any of those steps done? And if not, well, step it up a little. And if you get to Friday and you haven't, maybe you only got two done. That's okay. You got two done. Like don't, um, ride the fine wave between accomplishment and beating yourself up. Um, I would rather, you know, you take into your psyche. Awesome. I got two things done instead of, oh, I didn't get them all done. Now I suck. I'm a horrible person. That's so not true. And so take the two and add the next one into the next week and then add two to it because you still took two steps toward your goal. And so that review process is really important. It's like anything else in your business. If you are um, doing marketing and you're paying for all these ads and all these different things, but you're not measuring what's working and what's not working, you might as well just go take that money and flush it down the toilet because you will never know if it's working or not working. And that's crazy. And so the same goes for your goals. If you have these big lofty goals and then you never take steps to to get to them, 
you're never one you're gonna you will realize you didn't get to the goal but you're never gonna know why and so um and that's just frustrating you don't want that um so that would be uh tip number two and then the last one is that um well there's a couple last things but i want you to get into a morning routine of some sort um and i don't know if you've read the miracle morning by hal Hal elrod but it's a great book to kind of get you started not that you have to follow his routine exactly but it's a great starting point but when you have that routine it sets your day and um when you don't have that routine, like I have one that I follow and today happened to be a day that I didn't follow it to a T and like my whole day is jacked up. It's already 12 o'clock and I'm still recording a podcast and I have two more to do and I have like a list of other 15 things, but it's because I didn't start my day with my routine. And so when you have that day, it just like everything aligns. It's like dominoes. You get up and you do your routine and I'm not going to tell you what your routine has to be. That's up to you. But mine includes um, meditation, some um, journaling, some reading of some sort that's going to feed me. Um, so that could be business or um, spiritual or whatever, and then some sort of exercise. So, but when I get out of that routine, because I've had kind of a crazy last two days, everything else is off kilter. So I'm going to... Um, encourage you to set up a morning routine of some sort so that you have some consistency to get you moving in the right direction and it's going to help you reach your goals so check out hal elrod if you haven't i'll link to it in the show notes um his miracle morning is a great and it's a quick little read it's not going to take you you know days and days and days to read it you can probably read it in a night um but it's a great book and he actually has a new one out i have not read yet but it's on my list um and then Last but not least, um, when you can at some point during your day and you're, you're starting to reach for these goals and you're starting to move into 2020 and you're starting to want to, you know, sometimes you can get frustrated and sometimes you can feel a little overwhelmed. Um, when you're starting to feel those things, I want you to stop and I want you to be grateful. Just pick one, two, three things that you're grateful for and write them down. Because I had, I just had this happen the other night. I was feeling very, it, well, it happened last night. Um, upon hearing about this football player who passed, I just was, I just was so sad. And, and I still am and heartbroken for his parents and all of their dreams and all of his dreams are now gone. And so when I focused on that, like the sadness just grew. And so I said, okay, I have to shift this energy. And so how can I do that? How can I do that? How can I do that? And it doesn't mean I'm discounting that I'm sad for them, but I shifted the energy into, I am so grateful that I have three healthy, amazing, beautiful children and they're still here. And I am so grateful that I have that opportunity to spend another day with them, another year with them, another month with them, another, you know, on and on and on. But it, even in saying those two scenarios, I can feel the energy shift. And so gratitude is very, very powerful. And whenever you can incorporate it into your day, into your business and into your life, you will have things shift. So think about a way to incorporate gratitude into your 2020 plan. This has been a really long episode and I, um, I had a lot to, to share with you and a lot to let you think about for 2020, but let me recap, um, your plan 
for you know how to plan your 2020 so you you have some key action steps to take um and then i'm going to end with my last tidbit of advice so the first thing i want you to do is review what happened this year what worked what didn't work uh, the second thing is to document your failures and your wins and the third thing is to create a ritual to destroy those because they are gone there in the past and you might as well leave them there the uh, next thing is to um document um your goal and then break it into your three or four goals and break it into 90 day goals so that you can reach those um and that quarterly works really well uh, then i want you to take a look at your distractions and document those so that you can either change them or avoid them uh, then I want you to think about the one thing you're going to think think about regularly that is going to help you reach your goal. And then uh, the last two steps of this are to create a morning routine that's going to help you be structured for success and have a gratitude exercise that you take every single day. And last but not least, and this is probably the most important one is to find time and give yourself the gift to not work a whole 24 hours minimum to not work so that you can recharge and just go do something that you love. Um, I don't know what that is for you or for your business, but for me, that it could be a variety of activities, usually around being creative. But when I have that time and I give myself that gift to go be creative, I am at 10 times more productive and um, on. I'm just on when I get myself that time to recharge. So after you're doing all this planning and it's a lot of work to plan out your 2020 to get all of those things going, I want you to take some time to recharge yourself as well. I hope this has been a helpful episode. Next week, we are talking about following the breadcrumbs of your intuition. Very pertinent um, as we're moving into the holiday season. And um, I have some stories to share with you about that. So in the meantime, have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. It's actually going to be on Christmas Day when the episode is released. So um, I look forward to talking to you then. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to add to the conversation, come visit me over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Alisa M. Connor. See you soon. Have a great week. Just a quick reminder that the SMS waitlist is now open. If you're interested in joining that course where I walk you through every step of your marketing so you can attract more clients and convert them into customers, go check it out. AlisaConnor.com forward slash SMS waitlist. See you soon.